Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have our week in review. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, October 15, 2021. Remember that whole futures Bitcoin ETF rumor? Well, it's kind of not a rumor anymore. Obviously, it's not official, but Bloomberg's data team is in the process of adding ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF to its terminal. The ticker will be BITO, and it's going to go live either Monday or Tuesday. Now, obviously, if it's not live, it's not official, but it seems pretty official. Anyway, what do you guys think is going to happen to the price? If this thing goes live, is Bitcoin going to skyrocket? Is it going to drop or is nothing going to happen? Email me, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. I'm curious. This is exciting, but it's only futures, not spot. Is it possible that they'll also add spot? I don't think so. It's very slim that they will also add spot, but it looks like futures ETFs are launching. And now let's see what Bitcoin price is doing. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at... It's super interesting. Every time I refresh this thing, it's either 60,000 or not 60,000. Long story short is we crossed the 60,000 mark. The last time I looked at it, it was 60,300. Right now, it's 59,884. Long story short is we're up around 4.5% in 24. Ethereum's at $3,800, up about 0.3% in 24. Binance Coin is down 2.5% at $462. Cardano's down 2.5% at $2.16. And Tether's in the number 5 spot. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Polkadot, USDC, and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we're at 2.44 trillion, a BTC dominance of 46.4, and an F dominance of 18.5. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is number 557 on CoinMarketCap. Its ticker is BABY, B-A-B-Y, because it's baby swap yes you're gonna probably guess what this is it's a swap just like uniswap or one inch or pancake swap it's just a swapping platform you connect your wallet to baby swap and swap tokens the price of baby swap or baby today is 57 cents it's down 5.6 percent its market cap is 51.5 million its fully diluted market cap is 570 million which means only nine percent of baby is in circulation well, where can you buy baby? Well, you can buy baby on obviously the shitcoin mecca, gate.io, pancake swap, and obviously baby swap. There's not much volume or liquidity outside of baby swap, which kind of makes sense. It's their token for their swap. Uh, but the volume on baby swap is looking around $17 million. Bitmart actually has a lot of baby to USDT volume around six million but the confidence that that is actually real and legit is pretty low so you can get baby on baby let's move into our week in review jeff benson senior editor of decrypt how you doing sir welcome to the show 
Good. How are you doing, Matthew? Excellent. Excellent, man. This is my favorite time of the week because we go through some of my favorite, our favorite news stories of the week. And you know what? We were just talking offline that this has been a big news week, but not a big news week. So there's like been a lot of news, but not a like major news this week. Have you? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, I feel generally the same the same way. I mean, until Bitcoin, you know, crests over sixty thousand and starts heading into record territory again, I think it's it's always going to feel a little bit slow, uh, given what we had earlier this year. But I mean, there's been some notable things that have happened. I think the big one maybe is that uh, uh, a lot of the big name exchanges are, are piling into the NFT marketplace. Mm, that's right. That's right. I saw FTX.us has uh, piled into there. They're now offering NFTs. Shout out to Trippy Bunnies. My friend made, made Trippy Bunnies. It's a cool NFT. Check it out. I'm not saying go buy it, what everybody. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm really proud of them because it. it's there. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, pr- I'm proud of them. So so shout out to shout out to the, the creator of Trippy Bunnies, but also Coinbase NFT platform. And, and t- tell us what's going on with Coinbase. Yeah, so Coinbase, they've been uh, hinting that they're going to do this since, I think, March or April of this year. And they finally come out and said, oh, we're actually doing this Coinbase NFT marketplace. Um, and and their, their, their marketplace has some not so uh, original title that I don't know if they're going to stick with. I think it's called Coinbase NFT. But it, essentially, it's going to be just another way for people to to mint and purchase NFTs. And it, it goes up against OpenSea, it'll go up against now FTX uh, US, which has Solana and is going to be adding uh, Ethereum NFTs. But crucially, Coinbase has not launched it yet. They've just come out with a wait list for it. I just actually signed up for the wait list when I, I was looking over the news uh, before we hopped on here and I signed up for it. My number on it was one point, number 1. 1.6 million. Uh, so. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I also signed up for a Coinbase Lend, and we see what happened with that. So yeah, yeah. So just because Coinbase says that something is just around the corner doesn't mean that it's going to happen like tomorrow. Although they say that they're expecting it by the end of the year. But uh, you know, if you remember back to when Coinbase did ETH 2.0 staking, that took a long time for people to really roll off the waitlist and get going. So um, all in good time, I guess. But Coinbase. It's very big. It's very popular. You know, they they can probably afford to wait a little while, but not too long if they want to get get on to what's what's happening. I have made some very good calls in my career in the crypto space, and I have made some very bad calls in the crypto space. My first bad call was, and everybody who listens to the show knows, uh, I was like, who's going to put their F to stake on F2.0 when we're going to be going in the bull market? You have to lock it in there for a certain amount of time. And and I'm like, this is not going to get off the ground. And what happened? It was like people were just piled their F into <laughs> the staking. Well, that was wrong there. And uh, my friend called me back in January uh, of this year, earlier this year, and said, you know, bro, I'm going to get into this NFT thing. Um, I think that it's going to be big. And I said, I don't know, man, it seems like Beanie Babies. And I was really wrong because I probably should have went down that rabbit hole with him. But is this Beanie Babies? Is this something that you think is, has staying power? We look, we see all kinds of uh, celebrities starting to pile in there. We had, who was it yesterday? Yesterday, it was an actress that just went came into it. Reese Witherspoon was, yes. uh, was on. Yeah, she's she's buying NFTs and asking for advice. And Snoop Dogg came to the rescue. Yes, and today it was Hannibal, Hannibal Bruce, the um, uh, comedian, and and so because <laughs> celebrities are piling into there. Does this have staying power? Does this really have legs for the long term? I mean, I think it does. Uh, you know, it's not my particular uh, my particular thing. Uh, I I haven't really collected anything since. 
since tops trading trading cards back when I used to follow baseball. Um, but I think, I think people are definitely, definitely into it. There's a lot of potential use cases for it as well, uh, beyond just, uh, digital collectibles, uh, you know, it can be a deed to just about anything. And also, yeah, I mean, look, I, I was gone last week. I was out on vacation and I was at, uh, the Disney resort in Hawaii and Disney. If you ever go to Disneyland, Disney world, they have this thing called pin trading where you take these pins that you can buy for 10 to $15. You wear them on a lanyard and they've got, you know, Minnie Mouse or star Wars or Marvel or whatever. And you go up and you can trade them. This is a billion dollar side gig for Disney. And, you know, you can imagine, you can imagine, kids adults everybody is 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 into this thing so take that and just put that into the into you know the blockchain world why not yeah it's got staying power that's actually very interesting that you said the disney pins i know somebody that started like just you know that was their that was their hustle side hustle of selling disney pins and he made so much money with these damn disney pins that he quit his full-time job as a developer and started slinging disney pins out of the back of his car yeah i mean people people love collecting stuff and so this is just another way for them to do so so i i mean i think it's around i think it's a smart move for for coinbase to get in on it uh, if I'm OpenSea, uh, which has, you know, been the largest de- uh, decentralized marketplace for NFTs, you know, to date, I'd be a little bit nervous, but. Well, they just came out with their mobile app. So now you can get your NFT and uh, OpenSea mobile or your app on your iPhone and your uh, Android. So there's that. You know what? Speaking of, does this have staying power? And I, I want to just pivot this over to inflation and, and the crypto space. We just had a 5.4% September inflation rate. And they just came out yesterday. Now that we see that inflation rate, one, obviously everybody's getting dinged a little harder at the at the pumps, dinged a little harder going to uh, the grocery store, dinged a little harder when you're just buying things. Obviously, we just had the news that maybe we won't even get our Christmas gifts that we want. Does that? Do you think that this has any reflection to the Bitcoin price this past week? Because we did see a bit of the Bitcoin a Bitcoin bull, you know, the past week, ever since um, October 1st, to be honest with you. But it seems as though that we just had a nice little rally the past couple of days. Do you think it has anything to do with inflation? And is this really the hedge against inflation? I mean, I should I should preface this by saying that I am not an economist. But um, so, yeah, the consumer price index rose 5.4% last, uh, last month compared to a year earlier. Um, previous couple of months, it was in similar sort of territory. And the Fed thinks that inflation is going to be high for a little bit longer, that it's that it is going to have a little bit of staying power, so much so that <clears throat> the Federal Reserve will probably kind of shift its policy from, uh, you know, they, they've been buying uh, they've been uh, buying bonds and whatnot. Um, they're they're going to pull back on that, it, it seems like, a little bit earlier than expected, probably at some point um, next year. But whether it has anything to do with Bitcoin, man, I don't know. You can look at any moment in time as, as what, uh, how correlated Bitcoin is to, to other assets. Um, and that just shifts over time. I think what I have been hearing more people talking about is that the rise in the cost of Bitcoin or the price of Bitcoin is more related to a, a Bitcoin ETF potentially being around the corner. And people are really excited about that and uh, and think that that will really kind of stoke the market. 
That's that's interesting. I've I've heard those rumors. Now I was preface this. I want to preface this. This whole conversation is we're we're giving a lot of opinion here. This is not news. We're talking about the news of the week, and we're we're, we're rifting about our opinions and about our news. So uh, please take a lot of stuff we're taking or saying with a grain of salt. Uh, but you know these Bitcoin ETFs. There are rumors. Is that correct? The rumors where they come from. It's hard to say, but it seems as though it, it seems as though they're primarily based in timing. You've got uh, a baker's dozen of ETF applications on the table uh, that the SEC has to go through. Some of those are um, straight Bitcoin ETFs. Some of them are Bitcoin futures ETFs. The SEC needs to either approve, deny, or kick down the road a handful of those next week. And people think that they might actually might actually approve it. Now, I, I have seen uh, recently some analysts saying, well, based on timing and that you have a number of different ones, they might delay so that they don't give any one of these filers a, a big advantage to be, become first on the market. SEC Chair Gary Gensler has hinted that he would be interested in a Bitcoin futures ETF uh, rather than a Bitcoin spot ETF. Uh, and so I think real quick, think, Jeff, what, what's the difference between the futures and a spot? Uh, so an ETF is an exchange traded fund. You can trade it like a stock and it'd be a way for essentially trading Bitcoin or having sort of Bitcoin in your portfolio sort of indirectly. Whereas a future, you're betting on the future price of that asset. And that's not necessarily settled in Bitcoin itself. So you can bet on the price of Bitcoin going up or going down, but you can pay someone out in cash. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have as much of an effect on the Bitcoin market if you have a Bitcoin futures ETF. It's interesting that you said that, that you don't think it would have much of an effect on the market because, well, the CEO of Pantera Capital says that, uh, please let me know before the Bitcoin ETF comes up, because this is, he's seen in his historical analysis of this is when the futures started launching on exchanges, Bitcoin's 2017 bull run came to a, an abrupt end. And he said that when Coinbase launched on NASDAQ, we saw that Bitcoin, uh, their April bull run came to an abrupt end. And so he's saying the ETFs uh, launching will bring this bull run into a abrupt end. Now, of course, this is just his opinion, obviously. But do you think that there's anything to that? Yeah. So, I mean, Dan Moore, Dan Moore, head of Pantera Capital, essentially said, hey, buy the rumor, sell the news. So everybody gets excited that this thing is going to happen. But as soon as that thing does happen, you should probably sell your stock because there's usually a dip. Same thing for when Elon Musk hosted SNL. Is he going to mention Dogecoin? Is that going to pump the price? Well, the rumor of him mentioning Dogecoin is what pumped the price. Him actually mentioning it made everything collapse. So, um, and that can be a, a short-term phenomenon. It doesn't have to be a long-term. And I think Dan Moorhead's point was, was that this would be a short-term drop and that over the long run, things will kind of, uh, be fine because he doesn't believe that there's going to be a shallow. He does, he believes that any sort of bear market will be shallow moving forward. But uh, yeah, I mean, the economy is very complicated. Uh, crypto is very complicated. It moves based on a lot of different factors and variables. Who knows what causes things to move up and down? You know, when in doubt, look at the long-term trends. Jameson Lobb tweeted just a couple minutes ago. He said, tell me there's an ETF coming without admitting there's an ETF coming. And he retweeted 
the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, U.S. SEC's Office of Investor Education and Advocacy. And they tweeted, before investing in a fund that holds Bitcoin futures contracts, make sure you carefully weigh the potential risks and benefits. Check out our investor bulletin to learn more. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about playing up this rumor. It's even the SEC is playing up this rumor. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And, and the reason why Gensler has been more inclined towards a Bitcoin ETF, um, Bitcoin futures, from my understanding, it's that it's regulated a little bit differently and it, it feels like there's more consumer protections. Yeah, and, and the SEC is, is uh, maybe uh, telegraphing its intent here, but we'll see. Senior Editor Jeff Benson, thanks for coming on the show to talk about this week in review. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you and I can't wait to have you back, sir. Thank you for having me, Matt. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Beamer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co, and you can go to DeemerForCongress.com and donate to my campaign for Congress. I'm running for Congress, and I'm trying to get to Congress so we can have rational legislation when it comes to emerging tech, innovation, and the crypto space. Makes sense, doesn't it? Anyway, until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.